It's the Favorites Podcast presented by FanDuel. It might be cold, but the sports calendar is heating up and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use. And when I win, I get paid fast. And FanDuel is now live in Maryland. So use promo code FAVORITES and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football season. Must be 21 or older and in select states, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FANDUEL.com slash RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, Call 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. Welcome to our friends listening live on AMP right now. I am joined, as I am for every episode, by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Hello, Chad. How we doing, brother? Isn't it nice to... No, two days a week. Someone is going to introduce you as if you are a championship fighter walking into the ring. Yeah, but obviously I wish it was the guy. Who's the famous guy that does all oh, Yeah. I mean that that would really make it, but you're not you're not a bad sub in chat. Well, I appreciate that. Listen, we did the show on Tuesday. We broke yeah. it down. We started to indicate our leans. Uh we had a foxhole bet, Pats plus three and a half. Hearing a lot of conversation about wise guys liking that this week. Simon says was Eagles plus five and a half. Very interesting conversations on that this week. Exec decision was Colts plus four. Unfortunately, that is now Colts plus five. That's pretty frustrating. We're going to talk about that. We still owe everyone a big balls. We'll get into scooch roulette, money around, round robin, parlay. Simon, before we do all that, I got to remind people that on Tuesday, if you listen on air this Tuesday, we will be going live at 10 a.m. Eastern. That's December 27th, Tuesday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Reminder, we will put the picks in the app, follow phase five. We will do this on Saturday. We have convinced me Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern. After that, Simon and I will chat. We'll put in our final five Saturday morning for the contest. Follow the phase five in the Action Network app. Before we get to anything, we got to get to Sharp Calls. Hello, who's there? I'm talking. Ring, ring, telephone ring. Somebody said, baby, what you doing? <laughs> Usually some weeks I'll get tons of calls because um, there'll just be a lot of guys want to hear what other groups are on and vice versa. And guys want to get bets down. That's mainly what my deal is now is I'm getting guys bets down. That's how I'm able to hear what so many smart guys are doing because um, they want to get money down here in Jersey. I'm the guy to call a chat. So this week... It, maybe it's it, maybe it is part of 
um, we're so late in the season here, and a lot of guys are kind of you know they've already they've already won big. They're not really going to push their luck, and they got playoffs right around the corner. And I think most people realize that even these last couple of weeks, we've seen the numbers. Um, two weeks ago, the most bet money was on Denver. We saw last week the most bet money on the Bears. If that was week one or two, me and Chad would go the other way, blindly almost, because we know that's public money. At this point of the year, it's just all pros. Like, it really is. Even when I go to the sports books now, it's just empty. It really is. Um, it's just different than it is in week six, seven, those early weeks. seems like the public's kind of getting beat up here. So this week, talking to guys, not that we're so much split, but, like, again, we can go we can go off the top of a game that there's guys on both sides. Guys love the Cowboys. And I don't fault them for that, but I feel like they love the Cowboys – for the same reason we were going to love them. Like if, if Hertz was healthy and this game was either a pick or minus one for Dak at home against the Eagles, the 13 and one Eagles, we would have been all over the Cowboys. And that's like, I keep saying these guys. Yes. I agree with your idea and your sentiment that are the Eagles that much better than the Cowboys? Not really, honestly, like they're pretty close, especially on paper. The biggest difference is the quarterback position. I just think Hertz is better than Dak, especially this year right now. So the the Minshew movement makes sense. We we're seeing now the the lines up to six, that makes sense. So the pros that hit me up, they're saying, yeah, I'm taking Cowboys now four and a half because I do think it's going to be Minshew. I do think the line is going to go back is going to go back up. They nailed it. And I was the other way where I thought four and a half was already factor in Minshew was going to be in. So definitely a game. I mean, you're going to have to talk about where it's interesting that it's split down the middle. I know a bunch of pros like me that they already hit Dallas at a pick and minus one. And then they played the Eagles at plus six at five and a half. And at five, when I went to four and a half, I just waited. Cause I was like, all right, I'll wait and see what the Minshew knew is did not see a game back to six. So that's definitely one we need to talk about. Um, next big one. No surprise. Everyone saw the line movement. We, we talked about it last week. I mean, on Tuesday, green Bay, the, the pros love green Bay. They've hit that number down to three and a half. Now it's back up to four. That's just a good number. So I still think we'll talk about that. A four, four and a half. I feel like Green Bay is a no-brainer. A three and a half, I guess I could pause and maybe start thinking the other way. But I still think if you could get the four, four and a half, Green Bay is a smart side. And then the Patriots. Like the pros, I – the funny thing is talking to these guys who have just been losing on the Bengals. And me and Chad, we've been avoiding, honestly. Like I've had maybe – during this streak, I bet you I've probably been on the Bengals five times. And I've been against them once. So yep. I took the L I took the L that one time. But for the most part, it's been really good, really good to me. These other guys have been getting smacked around by Joe Burrow. They they fucking hate Joe Burrow now, which is funny because last year that was their guy. They kept betting him as a dog. He kept covering um all last year. And this year it's really flipped, right? The public all over him. The guy went to the Super Bowl last year. He's kind of the darling of the NFL. This 11 on one run's insane. So I love it, Chad, at three and a half, but at three, that makes you pause. I mean, I feel like anyone that's going to make you pause at three where it's like, why isn't this still three and a half? Because the public has done nothing but bet this all week. So no surprise. The pros were all over that one. They loved that three and a half. Still like it at three, but I think three and a half was really the key number for a lot of these guys where that was such a big deal to them, getting that hook. Because Joe wins games, he wins by three usually. Like this, these last couple weeks, he's been kind of dominating, blowing teams out. Historically, we've seen them play close games, so. Not not surprising that a lot of pros are on that one, but more so surprising that I didn't think people. I thought they'd be scared off because they like again they're all over the books. I know some really smart groups all over the books last week, and they got slaughtered. Like they really yeah. did get slaughtered. So interesting interesting calls this week on 
you know, a couple sides we like, and the, the biggest disagreement is going to be that Cowboys-Eagles game. And I just think that's going to be normal. When there's a backup quarterback coming in, it's going to be people staking their sides on both sides saying, this guy's overvalued or this guy's undervalued. And right now, a lot of pros, they just have such respect for Hurts. They don't think he's getting enough respect on the line. They think it should be seven. They say, they say you're still getting good value at six if you're taking Dallas. All right, a lot to unpack. Uh, before we got on the air, Matt Mitchell mentioned he was curious to see if we were getting calls about uh, the Cowboys and the Eagles because I do think that's a game where there is just no consensus. Before we do that, let me ask you a question because you brought up a really good point. At the end of the year, it's a lot of pros betting and you know that the money coming in is professionals. And so I was on the phone this morning uh, with Logan Swaim who oversees content for uh, the volume, the uh, Colin Cowherd's podcast network. Logan's a brilliant guy. Logan Logan is the one of the guys who created this sensibility and was the producer for Good Morning Football uh, on the NFL network for a long time when sort of it was at its zenith. And so that's we ta- who we have to blame. Yeah, no. <laughs> and so uh, we were talking about betting and yeah. we were at, he he was asking me like, Am I betting more at the end of the year? And I was like, yeah, my bankroll, like my unit size has increased sort of as the year has gone on, as we make more money, right. as we continue to do well. Um, and also because I just have so much more confidence in these final games. Like I, the board just feels clearer to me. And it's like the other way for the other people because they're like, they've just been so burned, right? The public has just been so burned. They have perceptions coming into the year. And those perceptions don't work. They have a hard time adjusting to it, um, which is always fun. People listen to our clips from the summer and they, you know, they'll either talk shit or support us. And they'll just be like, you guys really did nails, nail that Jags pick just about how the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence could take that next step, yada, yada, yada. And it's, that's kind of the way I view the season where I'll come in with perceived notions, but we keep adjusting by like week four or five. That's when you really guys are trusting the math. Like, so Chad said, I honestly let a lot of money sit on the table this year because we were so good. I just kept waiting for a disaster week. And by week 11, it just wasn't coming. I was like, all right, forget it. Like, I got to get back to my ways of just betting big amount, big amount of money because it's just it's just a good year. And it's been that way all year. So, yeah, I think the interesting part is it's Christmas time. Like, these are normal people living normal lives. They got to buy presents. We all know it is. Like, there's a it's everyone's a little tighter. So the, the money – most of the money bet right now is going to be pro money. It's going to be pro money and millionaires who are going to be throwing the money around. It's not really going to be the five ten dollar parlay guy at the counter like it usually is. So that that's definitely something you notice. Where like every weekend, I mean, it's been two straight weeks for me. I picked the team with the most bet money. That usually would scare me off, but it doesn't at this point of the year because I know that's pro money, especially when it's a huge dog. So um, like you just said, it's the public will come back in in the playoffs, but for right now. It's it's mostly pros and the, the people that were smart managing their bankroll to this point, which obviously should be hopefully fans of the show, but fans of other shows, they're they're probably broke at this point because it is it's hard to make money. Well, as you said when we were coming in the air, uh the most bet money right now on the board, a game that we loved uh on Tuesday, that we still love today, Chicago Bears. Ninety percent of the money. The line has moved from nine and a half down to eight on that game. The other the other game right now with the most bet money, which we barely talked about, um, I'm going to skip the Eagles for a second. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to skip the Packers, which also has 90% of the money. Um, 
the Broncos, 88% of the money. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, 80% of the money as three-point dogs against Cleveland. And those are all road teams, though. That's my issue with all of them, where it's like when it's a home team, I don't mind it as much. Denver, that was a big home dog. The Bears last week were a big home dog. Again, this week, Bears were a big home dog. I mean, you both loved it because not only because of the weather, but we're like, this is a nice matchup for this Bears team that they want to run the ball. It's really the only struggle that the, Bear, the Bills have had this year is against the run. So not shocking at all that numbers come down, especially when you know how cold it's going to be. Like, yeah. As great as the weapons are for the Bills, that's a huge difference throwing in 15, 20 mile per hour winds and the windshields minus six. Like that's really hard to catch balls that are just literally bricks. And you have one of the strongest arms in the league throwing it at you. That's just a tough spot to be in for them. But the, I would say that scares me a little bit with Green Bay, Chad. I'm not going to lie to you that the fact that you just said that because they're a road dog. And I know a really smart group that likes Miami. And it's for the simple thing we talked about where, Miami's a different team on the road than at home. We've seen at home, they've, they've blown out and dominated bad teams. Like, they dominated Houston. They dominated Cleveland. Dominated Patriots early in the year. I mean, they just played different at home, um, this Miami team. But, but I don't know, man. That Green Bay number just feels like a smart number. So that's that's one we need to talk more about. I don't know. Okay, so let's get into it. We'll talk about Cowboys and Eagles in a second. I, I That's a, you know, highlight game that we got to dig in. But yeah. I think in the middle of the year, there were a bunch of times where you and I got caught on what turned out to be public dogs and it happened a lot with Jacksonville. And I think if we yeah. were, you know, we like to, we like to self scout. Uh, I think it's a really important process for anything you do in life, right? Is to sort of Understand where you made mistakes, you made mistakes, and then try to improve, especially important in, in betting. I think we made a lot of mistakes with the Jaguars. I think we got caught in the Lions a couple times. And if we were to look back, we would say the Packers are in that Venn diagram of road underdogs getting a lot of money that in the middle of the year scared us. But I don't think that's the case this year and we could have said this week we could have said the same about the Colts uh the other day I think the Jags even though they were at home against the Cowboys were similar we're like wait a second there's a consensus building here that should make us nervous I'm not nervous about the Packers I think it's a really good matchup uh the more I look at it you know the more it feels like they're on the right side I think some of the money uh is reflective of the the line opened at five and a half I got it at five and a half on Tuesday yeah. You know, so it got down to three and a half. Um, I think the I think the Packers are ascendant. I think their offense is better than it's been at any point in the year. I think their defense is better than it's been at any point in the year. And I think the Dolphins have been exposed a little bit. Careful now, though. I don't know. You're giving, you're giving a lot of love to Green Bay. Just also, look, well, I'm giving them a lot of love in comparison to the Dolphins. Also, it's not yeah. going to early in the year when some of these meltdowns happened. They were almost literal meltdowns. It was a hundred degrees on the field and teams are visiting sidelines or in the sun. It's supposed to be cold in Miami, like relatively. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about that circumstance. And the, the, the true fear for me is um, not that they're a, a sexy dog, but kind of like the, my, my favorite bets we give chat on this show are the ones that, are never ending people being like, that's gross. I can't get behind it or I hate that. Like 
the Colts last week was perfect. I mean, yep. I put it on Twitter that morning. We were going to take it in contest and it was never any rolling bets of like, I, I literally cannot do it. They're terrible. Like there's no reason to back them here when it's just like simply like you just say all the time where it's gross. It's disgusting. If you can't watch it, don't watch, just play the number. And that's mainly what we're doing here. So the Patriots one is that this week, the amount of people I reached out were just like, I can't get on board with it. As soon as it dropped the three, all of them were just like, damn, I wish I got the three and a half. And that's, that's kind of what we're doing here where we miss on that Colts one. It's not our fault. Like we didn't know Nick Foles who hasn't practiced with the starters all season was going to step in. So that's one of those shows where it's like, um, I get, I don't know what you want to talk about the Colts one, but it's like, I already bet it. I took the five again because I don't see it that much of a downgrade of Nick Foles. But that's a big deal. A guy has not practiced all season. Now he's stepping in to be a starter in week 16. Um, man, it's, it's a tough week with that where it's like, same with the Eagles. Like I thought we were getting a good number of five and a half. I was dead wrong. So there are weeks like that. We get caught uh, this Miami one. We definitely didn't. We got the four and a half. We got the four. Went down to three and a half. I was feeling pretty good. Made sense why I went back up to four, though, because I had a bunch of pros that were like, well, Miami at home, Miami's wide receivers against that Green Bay defense. That's another advantage to this green, uh, this Miami side. Like, I get where they're coming from. Aaron Rodgers in Florida, historically, not good for him. He's not not performed well in Florida. I get that angle these guys are saying, but like Chad just said, I don't know. I Even with all the money, I'm, I'm scared about it a little bit, but I just feel like we're getting a good number with Green Bay. If it's four or four and a half in the contest, I have to play it three and a half. Yes. Maybe I can get talked off a bit, but at that key number of four and a half and a game that I see being a one possession game, this feels like a one possession game, two teams that aren't that different. Like Chad just said, Green Bay had a terrible slump middle of the season. Miami Dolphins didn't, they, they really ascended in the middle of the season. Their slump has come these last couple of weeks. So that's the fear here is, is Miami going to try to flip it? Or are they going to turn around here at the end of the season or is Green Bay, who have been to the playoffs these last couple of years, who we know we're getting from the floor, we know we're getting from Rodgers, are they going to be able to figure out this rookie coach where it seems like the league has figured it out? Like that middle of the middle of the field is a real thing. Like them taking that away. The Bills game, I know it kind of threw things off because that was such a winnable game for Miami. That was about them in the run. That was like something they really hadn't been doing. They, that Miami thing where they figured out the run against the Bills. Yeah, if they figured that out, that's a huge issue for Green Bay. They cannot stop the run. So another thing to keep eye on where not comfortable three and a half, but a four, four and a half, way more comfortable with Green Bay. And that's fine, by the way. Like that could be the band that we're talking about. Three and a half to five and a half. And if it gets to three and a half, we like Miami. If it's in the four to right. five range, we like the Packers. That's what we're talking about half point increments here. That's how you make your money is on half point increments. People don't get that. Like the difference isn't, well, I only like it at three and a half and I only like it at five and a half. You got to be comfortable with the half points. Same thing with the Patriots and the, and the Bengals. And we can talk a little bit more about that one. Like it went down from three and a half. Why did everybody like the Patriots at three and a half? As a wise guy, I could tell you, because a lot of guys backed the Bucks last week. We didn't, but a lot of guys did. And if you look at the paper for that game, the Bucks were better offensively, yep. outgained them, and forget about the the whole numbers or you know the gross yardage, because uh, the Bucks in the second half were trying to rally. They beat them on yards per play. Like the difference in that game was the turnovers. And that's an outlier. You can't depend on that. 
Um, and also, we've liked the Bucs during this run, not so much because of Joe Burrow, but because DJ Reader was back and that defensive line was playing so much better. He had a huge impact on that game. Uh, Trey Hedrickson, injured, may or may not play. If he does, he'll be playing with a club in his hand. Yeah. Sam Hubbard, injured and out. Like that defensive line was becoming a real foundation for the Bengals. So I'm still comfortable with the Pats at three and a half. Yep. And another classic spot chat of it's only going to be pros betting the Patriots or fans of this show. It's no one, the public, like we joke every week, the public has gotten so fat off the Bengals. They're just not going to take, turn their back on them at this point. They three, what a gift. Like there was guys, there's going to be a wake up Sunday morning. They're going to be ecstatic. They're going to have all that money in their account still from the week before. They're going to be like, well, here are the Bengals again. Another easy number. Give me three against a Patriots team that, I mean, let's face it, they've looked embarrassing in certain games. I mean, that to lose that game, I did think we were going to get a nice bump. I thought this would be maybe four. Um, the fact is that three, my only issue is it's the same thing with Tennessee and the Chargers last week. Me and Chad talked about taking Tennessee. We love Tennessee. We thought that was a great number at three, three and a half. It was two and a half in the contest. We avoided it. What happened? The game landed on three. So that's the same thing here where I love the Patriots at three, three and a half, mainly three and a half. It's two and a half. There's just no, there's no play there. Cause this, no. I make this number three, my, my values shifted to the Bengals, but I just feel like this is a game they're going to drop. Like it's Joe. We, I mean, we came to the year. I put Joe as my number three guy. I wanted on my list of if I needed a guy who just, you know, needed a guy in a moment behind Josh Allen, and Mahomes, who did I want? And it was him just in the fact that he is Joe Cool, man. Like, they were down 17 nothing, didn't miss a beat against that Bucks team. Never got flustered. Kept trust in the process. Like you just said, didn't have a good game. Did not have a good game. That offense didn't have a good game. But they capitalized on all those opportunities. I mean, they get the ball in the red zone. They used to not, you know, they used to, not, they used to kick field goals. Now they're scoring touchdowns. Man, are they due for a letdown game. Like, 11-1 ATS on a team that went to the Super Bowl last year. That just doesn't happen. The books are smarter than that. So, to me, you're getting a good number and in a spot of them having a letdown spot. So, if you could still get the three and a half, of course, you have to grab that right now. If you have the three, you can afford to wait. I honestly would wait because I do know the public, they will be coming in on the Bengals. Peak Bengals right now. It really is. It doesn't Peak get bangles. higher than this. Like It's like – we rode the wave. It's one of those teams that we just nailed. Like we got, we totally sensed when they were about to start climbing. And now it does feel like the time to get off. Um, I don't want to talk about the Eagles. Cowboys. And I was yeah. say, unlike last week where last week, I thought that number should have been six with the bucks. That's why I stayed away this week. I made it literally three. So I was like, okay, three and a half. Perfect number. Take the Patriots. It's just funny where I don't feel uneasy taking Cincy at two and a half where I shouldn't. Like, that should just be playing both sides. But just something about this game I just don't trust for Cincy. Before we get to the Cowboys and the Eagles, uh, I do want to the mention tease one of all quick... teases. Right, exactly. <laughs> Santa Barkley is back, and this year he's giving new FanDuel customers exactly what you asked for. Unwrap the gift of a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500 back in free bets. When you sign up with promo code FAVORITES, that's up to $2,500 back if your first bet doesn't win. Now is the perfect time to give FanDuel a shot. The app is easy to use. They're always giving you great promotions. And when you win, you'll get paid instantly. I love FanDuel for their odds boosts, live betting markets, and easy-to-use app. 
So see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook and get in the holiday spirit with a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500 back and free bets from Santa Barkley when you sign up with promo code FAVORITES. Must be 21 or older in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets. That expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY in New York. Tennessee Red Line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Let's talk about the Colts for two seconds. It's yeah. my executive decision. When we talked about it earlier in the week, you were like, if, you, if you're not going to make it your exec decision, then it's going to be my Simon Says. I love the Colts at four. It doesn't matter to me who's playing quarterback. Yeah, obviously, my biggest issue is the fact that he hasn't been with the first team. Like that, like Brock Purdy, that was a big deal. This kid had first team, not first team, but second team reps all summer because he had Garoppolo holding out. And then as soon as Trey Lance went down, he was back in the training camp, back practicing with the team again, Brock Purdy. Nick Foles had the opposite of that. They literally shunned him. They had him not in the facility all the offseason. Then when they did bring him back, like, yeah, we'll put you on the practice squad and do whatever with you. Make our third stringer. Uh, what the hell was that kid's name? Sam Ellinger? Uh, Ellinger? Ellinger, He's behind yeah. him. They had him behind him. The disrespect. So I love Nick. I know exactly what I'm getting from Nick. He is the ultimate gamer. This is the kind of guy you want to have in this game. So, yes, I will be taking the five. Guys, I will not be shocked if we get a total egg laid by Nick Foles here because it's just a lot to ask of a guy being – you know, sat this whole season, not working out with these guys. But this is like such a great matchup for him to come into where this Chargers defense cannot stop the run. And they have a bunch of injuries to their secondary, so he'll be able to pass it. So the the buy, we're, we joked all the time about buying low. This is low as a guess for the Colts. They now are down to their third string quarterback after, I mean, arguably on the worst loss. So I didn't even touch on. I mean, I'm trying to think of the human thing. Matt Ryan, can you imagine if that's it of his career? That's that's literally how they're going to do this guy, that his end of his career is going to end that way. Well, that was the first thing I thought of, Chad, because that was the reason I loved this spot so much for the Colts was like, this is a great bounce back spot for Matt Ryan. That's gone now. Like they're I think they're sticking him on the practice squad or whatever it is. He's off the team at this point. Um, still, I'm on it. Like, like you just said, it's up to five now. I can't pass on that value against a Chargers team that just plays close games, especially against a Colts team that plays close games. I mean, that's what they've been all season. I mean, I'm trying to think the blowout they had was a couple weeks ago. What was that, Dallas? That was a close game. I mean, that was like a 20 to 19 game before they scored 30 points in the fourth quarter. Um, but we saw the following week, the Colts team bounced back and we made money on them that week. So same thing here. Like, we have a bunch of teams. We ride their rhythm this whole season. This is usually a spot we back the Colts at home in a primetime game, and it's good to us. So we could be stepping in, chat because we have Nick Foles now, and that kind of screws with the numbers and the spot. But 
I can't avoid it. It's like one of those games I just have to play because I've been playing it all season. So if it's five in the contest, it's going to be hard for me and Chad not to take that. It's a great number in this matchup. So hard. I also – Nick Foles is a professional quarterback, right? Like, And not just that, a professional backup quarterback. It's his right. job to come in for a game or two fit in with the system, make the right throws, make the right decisions, keep his team in the game. You know better than anybody as an Eagles fan. He's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. And that's when he gets exposed is when he's a consistent starting quarterback. So I don't worry about his reps. I don't worry about uh, his time on the practice field. It's big dick, Nick. (laughs) Uh, All right. We haven't done a big balls, by the way. So, and I'm feeling like we might have to double up here because the Eagles could end up being our big balls if we decide we're <laughs> staying on them, even though they're also yeah. your Simon Says. I mean, I, I have a couple. Like, there's there's two games I could see I could see being our big balls. But do you want to do the Cowboys uh, Eagles first? Yeah, uh, I thought Stucky. I listened to the Action Network podcast. Uh, what side is amazing. he on? What's that? What side Stucky on? Well, I'm going to tell you, okay. Stucky and Raybon do the Action Network podcast. They'll do the Sunday six-pack in which they each give their three best games. Stucky loved the Cowboys. He feels like the Eagles are in a spot where, I'll quote, they don't want to show anything. They got half their roster not practicing this week. Um, Jalen Hurts officially out. It has the makings of a game where they just want to put someone on the field but they don't necessarily care if they win or lose. Uh, Gardner Minshew did not play, did not practice much this week because he was at Mike Leach's funeral. So his take was that all the circumstances lead to the Cowboys minus four and a half. I mean, that's fair. Like I've heard that argument too, but it's just, I don't know. I feel like it's Dallas week. Like these players know how much Eagles fans absolutely hate the Cowboys. And, you know, no shock. They've heard all this stuff. Like, I mean, like <laughs> just last week, Michael Parsons is calling Hurts a system quarterback. Like, that was real, and guys got mad about that. They were making comments about it the week before even playing the Cowboys. So they're getting ready for the Bears, and they're talking about that. Um, I don't know. I don't see the Eagles overlooking this one. Uh, and it is technically a game we need. We need to win this game to lock up the division and be the one seed. So uh, to me, like we already talked about, I loved I loved the Cowboys in this spot because it was, it was going to mean more to them, especially after that loss in overtime. This was going to be a great bounce back spot for the Cowboys at home under a field goal. That to me was all the value where you're like, we're catching under a field goal. Um, Dak... Not that he has a lot to prove, but what is this year seven for Dak, and he's one and three in the playoffs. So they're just they're just going to be a lot more sense of urgency with the Cowboys. And I, like I agree with him on that, where they were going to be the hungrier, more desperate team. But with Hurts out, I just feel like that's such a rallying point for this Eagles team. And not shocking, the public will be all over it because we all thought it might be Hurts. So the money you saw pouring in the last two days was all Eagles money because the off chance of Hurts Woods going to be in. You're getting a great number. Like this number would probably go down to three if it was a banged up Hurts playing this game. It's not. So now it's all the way back up to six. Obviously, we gave up the bad number. That sucked. Um, 
that does happen. I mean, we're, we're, we're human. We make mistakes. And that was one of those that's out of our control. Uh, six, six and a half in the contest, Chad. How do we pass on that? I mean, you know, you don't. Right. I, listen, like, I'll tell you right you now. Love that. So I agree with what Stucky's saying, but there's some parts of it where it's like he should know better. He's a Ravens fan. The Ravens had a backup QB when they went down to Pittsburgh. Did they kind of phone that one in? Hell no. They played even harder. And that's that's how I feel like most teams, they rally around that backup quarterback. It's just a rallying cry for the team. I will tell you, I have no fear of taking the Eagles in this game. I listened to what Stucky said on Action Network Pod. Don't disagree. But I feel like the Eagles are a better coached, better all-around team, a lot of pride. And I like like Gardner Minshew in one game. He's a fucking wild card, man. You, you I like would take him. it at four and a half, though. I would want to see what else is out there, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, we we'll see what the Bears number is at. We'll see what the Pats number is at. We haven't talked about Washington. We'll see what the Packers number is at. You know, who knows? Can we get Carolina at three? Right. Um, are we going to be able to get Minnesota at three? Like, there's a couple things that I think we need to sort of see how things play out. Do um, you want to talk about the Washington game? Yeah, because to me, that might feel like a big balls. That is the big ball. Big balls! Better of the week! Yeah. Kicking Washington myself, I didn't make that our Simon says or Foxhole. Because seven and a half, it felt like that was going to disappear. And it did. Yeah. I mean, that... It was a second. Maybe, yeah, you could maybe find it. But I, I could just see this number going to six and a half. And that's exactly what it should be in this matchup where... Yes, the 49ers are the cream of the crop. They're one of the better teams in football. But Washington's also a playoff team, and we've seen them kind of rally in these games where them losing by eight points, whatever that was against the Giants, that's like a blowout for Washington. They just This whole year, they've just been in these really close games. And we've seen his whole career, Shanahan at home as a big favorite, struggles. Like, for some reason, that's when he struggles. And it's always kind of been that way. So... Not surprising that this is going to be a pros versus Joes. I mean, the public is going to be all over the 49ers. This is one of the most teased teams this week. It's one of the most money line bet teams this week. Shocked at no one. I love this game as an upset. Just a total out of nowhere. Everyone's off Washington after a bad primetime game. People are all in on the 49ers. They are, I mean, they probably are now the most bet team over the Eagles. Peak Niners. Yeah. Just because Hurts got hurt, I feel like people are going to come in now on the Niners because that that gives them a little bit more confidence, which is fair to me. Like, if Hurts is out for five weeks, he doesn't play until the first time he's in the playoffs, that's a huge deal. So makes sense for all the love of the 49ers. But this is the exact time this team has a letdown game. So uh, wish we had the seven and a half. Would take it down to six and a half. So I feel like you can grab the seven right now. That's perfect for the big balls better of the week. Uh, pros, Joe's, you said it's 65% of the bets on the Niners, 73% of the money on the commanders. Right. Uh, I think you, you, you made a really good point. Kyle Shanahan as a big favorite at home is almost an auto fade. (laughs) And I don't have the exact ATS record in front of me. It doesn't matter. I could say blah, 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 blah. The I believe point Chase is, Young's coming back too this week, like th- which is huge. This is a a coach who, when his teams have big leads, we've seen it, and are big favorites, his decision-making tends to get a little more conservative. Brilliant offensively. Everyone knows I'm like a Kyle Shanahan stan, right? I love the guy. I think he's brilliant. But this is an Achilles heel for him, these spots. 
also it's a low total. And I think when you have low totals at 38, 38 and a half, and you have a relatively high side, in this case, a touchdown or more, the books are basically telegraphing, take the underdog because they're expecting the big money on the favorite. So, and that's the big, the big bets on the favorite. And that's what we're seeing here. Big balls, bet of the week. Washington Commanders plus seven. Now, have you uh, bet anything on these like small home teams, like the Carolina Panthers catching two and a half, three at home? You touched that at all? I did not bet that. Instead, I bet the uh, under in that game. That's fair. You touch uh, Pittsburgh against uh, Vegas? Have not touched Pittsburgh, Vegas at all because the entire, oh, it's a two now. So that was a that was a split game. I know a, a really smart group on Vegas. I told them straight up, I love Pittsburgh here. Not going to throw in our contest because I respect these guys, but I, I love this spot for Pittsburgh. Catching catching this Vegas team outdoors in the cold, I don't know. Just feels like a great spot to back this Pittsburgh team, especially the way that, that Vegas just won that game. Um, I don't know. I liked it. I was just shocked to hear that. A really smart group was heavy on the Raiders. Now that was at plus three. It's down to plus two at uh, most yeah. books now. But I don't know. Just thought, just thought it was interesting that I'd be so willing to back that team when we know it's going to be like whatever it is, minus six in Pittsburgh. Um, we'll see if these desert boys are built for it because I know the Pittsburgh guys historically, the usually Pittsburgh defense kind of rallies at home in these kind of yeah. games. So interesting uh, to hear the pros like Vegas in this spot. 60% of the bets on, not all of them, 60% of the bets on the Raiders, but 58% of the money on the Steelers. Yeah, that's what, I, mean, I thought this was the pro spot for Steelers. So I just, yeah. just letting people know this is more split. This is why we might have it in there just because I respect the hell out of these guys. I just know if they're taking a position that they, they know something going on behind closed doors that I don't. Well, we got to make a scooch roulette call here. When all hope is lost, all that's left is relief. Let's play Scooch Roulette. Normally, Simon Says and Exec Decision are two of the leading indicators for which way we'll lean. But, you know, you had the Eagles and Simon Says and I had the Colts and Exec Decision. <laughs> right. Uh, I think I won Scooch Roulette last week. You did. So I get to go first. I'm taking Washington plus seven. Smart. Is because I think of the games that I like the most and that I've already bet this week. It's the only one where the number is still the same. Right. Because I would also take the Packers, but I got them at five and a half. I would take the Bears, but I got them at nine and a half. Like those numbers are so far gone. Washington plus seven, we've liked all week. Uh, so that's mine. What's yours? Uh, yeah, I hate it because like the, we got, the numbers are just moving. Like I really want to yeah. go Patriots at three, but I just hate pushes. Why don't you um, take the, the Steelers at minus two? Because that's what a smart person would do, and I'm not smart. <laughs> oh fuck it! I mean, it's I'm, I'm I'm in on it. It just sucks. It's such a shit number, but I fucking love this spot. Give me the Panthers plus two and a half. Wow. Yeah, a little bit off the reservation. Totally. And it's not even one of my bigger bets this week. I'm just I'm trying to think of what game do I just absolutely hate the most because I just love the lines and it's just got to be the this got to be the right side. Like this is such a <laughs> trap line. <laughs> that is. So I'm fading. I'm fading myself. It, it, even when you are a professional, there is there is no amount of professionalism or confidence that 
uh, self-loathing can't <laughs> can't come into play. All right. This is how uh, I win, baby. What is our money line round robin parlay right now? Oh Matt Mitchell's so right. How did I not take Steelers after our, our guy Franco passed away? God By the way, damn. That really is the play. Look, one of us on this podcast, Matt Mitchell, Simon Hunter, best-selling author, Chad Millman, wrote a best-selling book about the Steelers and the Cowboys rivalry in the 70s and how it not just represented the changing NFL at the time, yeah. but also the changing sociology, psychology, and um, uh, reflection of American values at the time. Because the Steelers were the blue-collar team. They believed in hard-nosed living, and the Cowboys were the fancy team from a city that was growing out of the desert, <laughs> gleaming office towers, home of Texas instruments, representing a new world order steeped in computing. The Steelers were representing the old world steeped in the industrial revolution. Millman wrote that book. It was a bestseller. Uh, I would say to that, without the immaculate, the immaculate reception, football is probably half as popular as it is. Totally agree. Like that was one of those, like people talked about it for years and years and years, just because it was just such a polarizing play. So I always put that, and the Namath, you know, calling his shot, Super Bowl, those are the two big spark plugs to me for the NFL where it's like you can trace back all the history and everything like that, but those are the two plays that people talked about forever, right? I mean, they're still talking about it. What was it? It's the 50, 50th anniversary this weekend. This weekend is the yeah. 50th. They have a big celebration planned in Pittsburgh prior to Franco Harris dying. This was all planned. So if something um, happened before I was even alive. I can close my eyes right now and see it frame for frame. Oh, of that's course. how often they show that clip. So it's just it's just crazy to think how historically impactful that play was. Look, if people want to go by the ones who hit the artist the hardest by Chad Millman, best selling book for the holidays, this could be the time to honor Franco Harris, who I met with for the book and couldn't have been nicer. By the way, a little more Millman history. Here we go. I was a sports illustrator. I wrote about his super donut company. <laughs> it all comes full circle. It all comes full circle when it when it's about Chad. Yeah. <laughs> Chad Millman wrote a book. All right. Uh let's, what's our money line round robin? My dog likes your dog. Your dog likes my dog. All right. Let's start off with our boys, the Patriots. Pull the upset. Give me the Panthers. I'm sorry, Detroit, but that game just stinks. We don't care anymore. We already got Detroit over six and a half. <laughs> Twins facts. Um, uh, I'm trying. To, what, what's a good big dog for us? I mean, Atlanta's tempting just because the Ravens right now have no quarterbacks practicing this week. Like the the backup to Lamar is not practicing. Lamar is still not practicing. Who would you rather throw in for the big dog? Them or the Commanders? Atlanta or the Commanders? Commanders. Commanders. All right. Yeah. We'll throw them in. Got to go with the Eagles at this big of a number. Um, and of course our darling, our team we love this week. The public road dog. Give me Green Bay. All right. I'll go slow so Matt can put it in the chat for the Ampers. Moneyline, round robin. Patriots, Panthers, Commanders, Eagles, Packers. Here's the full lineup. Going slow. Foxhole, Pats plus three and a half. 
Simon says Eagles plus five and a half. Exact decision was Colts plus four. That is now up to five with Nick Foles news. Big balls, Washington plus seven. Scooch Roulette, Washington plus seven for Chad. Carolina plus two and a half for Simon. Uh, we got a whole host of leans right now. We're waiting. Can't believe I forgot my Christmas hat this whole episode, bro. Oh, man. Uh, we like the Bears. We like the Pats. We like Washington. We like the Packers. We like the Eagles. Where could be talking about Carolina on Sunday. I got a feeling. Um, <laughs> so please, please, please check the Action Network out. Follow the Phase 5. That's where you'll get our final lineup for our final five for the contest. We'll po- post it uh, Sunday at noon. Let's do it. Uh, listen, I want everyone to have an incredible holiday weekend. We, of course, are so appreciative that everybody listens, that everyone rates and reviews and subscribes and gives feedback to me and to Simon and to Matt Mitchell. Can't do it without you guys listening. Uh, you are our gifts. Thank you. Uh, for Matt Mitchell, for Simon Hunter, I am Chad Millman. Download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify. Wherever you get your podcast, rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.